Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Subwave Network podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm the Rainbow Dalek from Remembrance of the Daleks, <laughs> aka Lou. <laughs> and this is a very special week on the podcast. It's our first official episode of season two, our definitive companion season. And we're kicking off with the final companion of the classic series, Ace. And the episode that we decided to watch was Remembrance of the Daleks. Funny you should mention that, Lou. Um, so we're going to be yeah. discussing Ace in that episode, as well as the rest of uh, her run and her legacy. And a little uh, teaser for you coming up later in the episode is a very special guest interview. So be sure to keep listening for that. But let's get started. Lou, what are your first impressions when you think of Ace? Ace has to be probably my favourite classic companion, despite not watching all of her episodes. She is probably one of my favourites. Um, so, like, whenever I think of Ace, I just think the jacket, the baseball bat, and, like, all the iconic things that make Ace Ace. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it is, like, because I can picture now... You know, obviously, we we watched Remembrance of the Daleks really recently, but I I can just picture the 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 jacket with all of the badges, yeah, the the big rucksack, the baseball bat. It is, it's. Wait, you watched it recently? Yeah, I watched it recently. Oh, you? Uh, oh, I didn't. <laughs> I thought. I thought. Uh, I thought we came with a mutual opinion to not watch it for like four weeks. Okay, I thought you were going to say you haven't watched it since the eighties. <laughs> You're actually trying to kill me on the podcast, everyone. You can't prove Guys, it. Guys, if I end up dying mid-recording, it's Scott's fault. <laughs> right, but you know, Ace is just one of the most iconic iconic classic companions we have i mean true true i would know i was i i i thought that was the beginning of a of a longer statement but i mean yeah a, like a lot of people see a very clear link between ace and rose you you know they the final companion we have for the classic series is one that doesn't just run around screaming doctor and you know twisting their ankle and uh... Well, I mean, technically, not the last. Technically, because if we're including the movie and okay, the but, era, but this is not a conversation I want to have again. Exactly. Because according to your um, rationale, yes, Ace is the last um, companion. Yes. But anyway, that's that was off-air um, chatter. Conversations. Conversations. Yes. Anyway... <laughs> Anyways, so remembrance of the Daleks. Remembrance of the Daleks. Um, was this the first time that you've seen this story? Second, I believe. Second. First or second? Well, technically, I've watched it twice. But the, in the past, yeah, three weeks. <laughs> Some very thorough. Uh, very, very. I rewatched it last night. Actually, going back on what I said. <laughs> so, what did you think? of Ace in Remembrance of the Daleks. Is heart swoon the correct word to say in this moment? Yes, that works. She really melted my heart and I felt so bad for her when that guy who I don't 
apologize ever again after he broke <laughs> his heart, broke her heart. I mean, he was trying it on with her really quickly. Yeah, well, and... there's a reason. There's a reason why Ace is no longer the straightest companion we have. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just because the f- <clears throat> that shows her, you know. A, a nice smile ends up being a, an agent of the Daleks. You know, not everyone ends up being an agent of the Daleks. No, but I mean, you wouldn't expect that to be the pretty boy. You'd expect. It to... What would you would you expect it to be the little schoolgirl? No, I mean that 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 child scared me. <laughs> That's the reason why I don't like kids. That 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 key example. The little brat would not stop screaming at the end. And I get it, like a Dalek's just about to like blow up and it was the one that was connected to your soul. But could you like give give me five minutes of silence so I have a headache? <laughs> okay. No, then. I don't like it. And that that kid. Oh my god. And also how would they not sus? Just how would they not sus from the start? Little girl standing outside the playground on her own. Um because it was the 60s. It was a different time. You sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you actually just sounded like my dad. <laughs> this was, you know, this story is really throwing it back to An Unearthly Child. You know, it's set just a couple of months after the Doctor leaves with Susan and Nian and Barbara. Um, sorry, I shouldn't one? mention Barbara around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right that. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's set a couple of months after that, so there's a lot of throwbacks. You get um, Ace reading um, a, a book on the French Revolution. Um, apparently, Sophie Aldred uh, watched a clip of Carol Ann Ford doing it and tried to mimic like the exact way that she did it, which I thought was really cool. Love that. Um, we get um... you get. Um, well, I mean, this isn't really related to what you're going on about, I think. But we get the doctor being like, "Ace, money, like what? Like what was you planning on paying with? You know." She's got a base. She's got a baseball bat. Exactly. Just hit the cash register. Oi! Give me my coffee. <laughs> oh no! I was also going to go on to like this story. Also has Davros, and it has a fake out of Davros, which is brilliant. And Rainbow Daleks. And various coloured Dalek and the special weapons Dalek. It's the only, it's like first time we've seen a Dalek that is not just a regular Dalek. And special weapons Dalek, it's very cool. Um, can I just quickly say, and this is somewhat of a shameless plug, but you just made me think of it. It's very ironic that my Dalek choker came when we were recording an episode <laughs> about Daleks. I just think that's very ironic. Incredibly, incredibly ironic. Shout out to Punk and Disorderly on Etsy. She turned a necklace into a choker for me because I hate necklaces, probably as much as I don't like Barbara. Maybe hate necklaces more than Barbara. That that's fair. Why, why do I feel like that's going to turn into a Twitter poll? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to become like an Insta story from Nara. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and now you've said it, it shall be. Oh. Jesus. That's that's two weeks in a row we've mentioned that account. They're living in my mind rent free at the moment, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Anyways, back uh, on track of the episode. Back on track. Can, I 
I don't know what track we're on, but we're going to try and get can back on. Can onto I quickly it. say the iconic line? Of course you can. Ace, give me some of that Nitro Nine that you're not carrying. It's it's a brilliant line. I, I um, what, and apologies, I listeners, if you um, heard various sirens. I don't know what is happening um, somewhere in my road. Yasmin Khan. It, it, I mean, it sounds like multiple. Um, I think I can hear a helicopter. Tweet me if you can hear a helicopter. Um, um, I'll tell you now, I can't hear anything on my end, so I think you're good. <laughs> so maybe it's just all in my head. It's the voices. Dun, dun, dun. <coughs> maybe it's all in your head like that little girl with the Daleks. I was thinking more like the headmaster of the school. Also, can we talk about how like that plasma ball thingy my Bobby that you'd get brought in for science experiments in primary school was like the weapon? The uh yeah, the time space thingy my Bobby. That one. Yeah. Oh god. But I mean, you get you get some brilliant lines here. You already mentioned the um the doctor asking Ace for that outro, the Nitro Nine she's not carrying. There's the the lovely um, speech the doctor makes about ripples and sugar and tea. Um, and then the one line that I have in my notes is when he is uh, confronting Davros at the end, and he just ends his speech with the uh, unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. And then we get the ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know, while I'm sick, I can actually hit those blows. The hand of Omega against the Daleks. <laughs> yeah, while, while I'm ill, I can actually go like really, really low, and it's not. Kidneys! I can't do kidneys. Sorry. I don't like the colour. I'm just thinking about that because I named that one of our uh, audio files from Fat Listeners, and that's just also on my mind at the moment. Okay. I mean, yes. Back on track before I uh, natter on for fifty years. So. That's all right. I've I've got I've got time. Yeah, you got a TARDIS. I don't. Missy stole mine. <laughs> Missy stole my TARDIS. Everyone. <laughs> right. I'm I'm having fever dreams half the days at the moment. So just anything that I say that does not sound normal, go along with it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, for any listeners that are still here, um... <laughs> you, you mean like five? Sorry. Yeah, like five. Hey, guys. hey, we. I reckon we get at least six on this episode. Is that an intentional thing? Because it's the seventh yes. Doctor. Okay. okay. All right. So, listeners. We are about to cross over to our wonderful um, interview, um, which hasn't been recorded yet, but I'm sure it is going to be wonderful. Well, I won't. Um, Don't don't mess up, Scott. Thanks, Lou. (laughs) I'll I'll have fun listening back when when I'm editing. Brilliant. So, going to go on, you were saying? Oh, I I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. I mean, I just had a car so, go past, but that's about it. I, on your end. <laughs> just, just it's it's going to be one of those episodes, listeners. There's, you know, it's it's 2020. What what do you expect? Um, me not being ill this week. 
So we will now cross over to uh, future Scott, who has a special guest with him, hopefully. Hi, future guest. Um, I'm not on the bit with you because I'm sick and I need sleep. But like, hello. <laughs> I'm hoping he listens to this episode. <laughs> and I'm not just saying hello to no one. <laughs> Sorry, just, just wanted to say hello. That's fine. All right, and now we will officially cross over. So, uh, Future Scott, take it away. Don't mess up, Future Scott. Thank you, Past Scott. This is Future Scott here, and I have a very special guest joining me for this next part of the episode. They are a self-described improviser, nerd, and podcaster, um, best known to listeners as host of the Oodcast, one of the most interesting, different, and spectacular podcasts out there, as well as being one of the podcasts that inspired the Subwave Network. Welcome to the show, Chris Mead. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Amazing you for being to be here. here. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant to have you here. So, Chris, first question for you. Uh, we asked you to choose any companion that you'd like to come on and talk about. Why did you choose Ace? Um... Ace was the companion when I started watching Doctor Who. Um, so I started watching Doctor Who in 1987, um, when I was seven years old. And, um, and she was the companion. She'd been a companion for a year at that point. So when I started, it was Remembrance of the Daleks. So she, no, actually, she'd come in in the last season. So she was sort of just, just coming in. And I feel like in a lot of ways, she was the beginning of the modern companions. Even though, you know, I think she was a forerunner to Rose in that a lot of the stories actually were about her. She had her own arc. Um, it was really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think she was, you know, a young modern companion and I thought she was brilliant. Uh, still do think she's brilliant, paid by the absolutely incredible Sophie Aldred. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, I just, she's, she's my companion. Uh, the Seventh Doctor and Ace are the TARDIS team that I most identify with with they're like the beginning of of my fandom brilliant that's amazing yeah we funny that uh you said about the through line between uh ace and rose uh, as listeners will have i think just heard in our intro we mentioned that there is a really nice through line there between ace and rose with ace really it was the first time that you got stories more centered around the companion that wasn't a thing that really happened a lot in yeah. the classic series whereas now in the new series that's a that's kind of a regular occurrence everyone expects there to be stories based around um the companion it's it's really interesting and you know and ace also being one of the first to not um to quote sophie aldred in an interview when uh, she uh, got asked about the part was like I thought all Doctor Who assistants just, you know, break their ankle or try twist their ankles and fall over in quarries and shout Doctor. Like, but no, it's a, this is a, a much more modern companion. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, all right. So as I mentioned in the intro to the episode uh, for the benefit of listeners, um, we decided to focus on Remembrance of the Daleks, which is why it's brilliant, Chris, that it was one of your first stories to really get us into it um so what are your first thoughts when you think of remembrance of the daleks well i think so a little little bit of context so before i watched remembrance of the daleks which was really my first doctor who as i said i had seen one episode before that and it was just an episode that my nan had 
just videoed randomly and it was a Peter Davison episode <laughs> and it was um, The Five Doctors. Of course. <laughs> if you can imagine, that's the only Doctor Who I've seen <laughs> before Remembrance of the Daleks. So that was normal for me, like multi-doctor, crazy anniversary special was the only thing that I'd watched before I watched this one. Um, but I can remember being hooked from that first episode. The cliffhanger at the end of the f first episode is the Dalek um, yeah. elevating up the stairs towards the Doctor who's trapped. Um, I can remember just being blown away by it being so excited, couldn't wait to get into the playground the next day to talk to my friends about it. We would like act it out. I was just, I was immediately a fan. Like I loved it, everything about it. And looking back with like adult eyes, why did I like it so much? I think it's the um, chemistry between Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred. They have this really easy, beautiful friendship that really comes across we know now the actors really loved each other yeah. too you know they were great friends but that comes across so well from right from the beginning and um i can't pronounce the guy's name can you pr pronounce is it aronofovich I, I, I'm, I'm not um 100 sure on the pronunciation but yes the the, the uh, yeah he's Got brilliant brilliant a, yeah yeah such an ear for dialogue uh, amazing. I haven't seen it recently, but I can still remember uh, the Doctor turning to Ace and going, Ace, give me some of that Nitro 9 you're not carrying. I mean, it's just brilliant. It's, it. it's, it's one of the lines that I thought of which made me want to choose this story. And, you know, you get the, as you said, the Dalek elevating upstairs. Now, before I, I saw, because I came in with the new series, obviously, um, and so when you watch Dalek in 2005 and there's a Dalek elevating upstairs, like I didn't know a ton about the Daleks, but I knew by that point who they were and it comes elevating up the stairs and I'm like, whoa. And then I, and then I now watch Remembrance of the Daleks and go, well, they, so they already did that. So I shouldn't have been as, I shouldn't have been as worried, but it was such a, it must've been such a monumental moment when it, when it first yeah. happened. And Mr. McCoy tells a story about, obviously that is a physical Dalek prop. Uh, the when the Daleks fly in the new series, they are yeah, it's, it's all CGI. Um, but at the time, apparently there were like three prop hands with like a broom handle, <laughs> like on a track, kind of sweating it up the stairs, and that just makes me laugh a lot. The idea the, that someone has the, to essentially there's lots of brilliant <laughs> stories about about the physical props. I I heard a story of um, so this is obviously the episode where. Ace gets to beat up a Dalek with a baseball bat. Of course. Um, and there, and I heard this story that Sophie Aldred t uh, told that there was someone sitting in the Dalek at that point. And oh. so after they call cut, you just hear this murmur of like, can someone let me out now? Of this guy <laughs> that had to sit, I don't know why, had to sit in there. As, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. Cause like, it's the first thing when you, when you ever, it's like see an interview with Sophie Aldred, like, yeah, I beat up a Dalek with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, you did. The um, the, the baseball bat of Omega, as basically. Yes. Well, it was basically yeah. It'd been changed at an atomic level by Omega yes. himself. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I just, I think the thing about the relationship is that they they and I know I'm moving forwards from that episode. But then, you know, you come to realise the Doctor has actually been manipulating Ace from before they even met. 
that all of this is because the seventh doctor is this sort of great clown but also this huge brain you know sometimes you see the other side of being a time lord the kind of dark manipulative kind of really scary side the yes. thing that i guess that probably the bbc are going to be um, exploring in the Time Lord Victorious storylines that are coming on at the moment across all this different media, the time you know the Time Lords can be so dark and so scary, and just because they look like humans doesn't mean that they're anything like them. And I think the Seventh Doctor, the mask slips a few times on on the dark side of 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 the Doctor and the his race, and I just think. That wouldn't have worked if they didn't have such a beautiful friendship and chemistry. They couldn't have introduced that um, darkness, that kind of almost psychological horror, unless there was. We believed in the fact that she would follow him anywhere and do anything for him. So I, I yeah, I think it's the performance. I think it's the script, and then I think it's the uh, risks they decided to take with the Doctor Companion dynamic that they never had before. Yeah, which is funny given that at the time the show was, I mean, on the brink of being cancelled and they yeah. managed to make those risks. And, you know, they like for me, they paid off. All right, the show a, a couple of years later was was done for for we didn't know how long. But, but it shone so brightly in those last it, few years. Guys. It, it was it, so good. It, it, it really did. Like, it's, I, I really, I've been enjoying, you know, over however many the past you know like 10 years going back and watching bits and pieces from the classic series and now thanks to Britbox I can basically go back and watch anything that still exists um thankfully not a not a direct plug for Britbox but they've been very helpful for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean the you have to have that relationship between the seventh doctor and ace if you don't believe that friend and you don't believe that ace trusts him you know Mm -hmm. you you see in remembrance the whole story is the doctor being manipulative to basically everyone except ace at that point he's letting two sets of daleks against each other get getting them to blow themselves up with the hand of omega he's trying to control the military the 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 essentially unit stand in um brilliant moment because i did rewatch remembrance um in the past few days a uh, brilliant moment uh, at the start where he accidentally calls the group captain brigadier. Brigadier, yeah. Uh, just, there's like, you know, this is not a Seventh Doctor special, but Sylvester McCoy is such an important part of Ace's story, obviously, because on TV, it's all Seventh Doctor and Ace. And it, it is all about the relationship between the two. And yeah, he's he's been manipulating Ace from before they met. I... um. I recently, about a month ago, over lockdown, um, bought the audio book for At Childhood's End. Right. Um, yeah, I, I've re- bought that, but I haven't read it yet. It's 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 a really good it's a really good story, and uh, Sophie Aldred narrates the audio book, um, and it mentions themes. There's a couple of of throwbacks because obviously most of it takes place currently with Ace meeting Thirteenth Doctor and her team, but there's a couple of moments where you hear about uh, between the seventh doctor and ace and it really just blends the picture together of like how long the seventh doctor has been manipulating ace's entire story but yet yeah. she still stands on her own two feet regardless and and this is really interesting um because you know how like star star wars has split into the kind of all these 
the Star Wars legends, all the things that don't fall into Disney canon. And, and Doctor Who doesn't have that so much. But one way it really does is uh, for fans of my generation, when we lost the series in 1989, what we got was the New Adventure books, um, which were published by Virgin and then took, taken over by the BBC later on. And in that, the Seventh Doctor and Aces story were unshackled from the budget of a TV series and actually unshackled from it being a children's show anymore, became incredibly interesting. Uh, and that, that story of manipulation and, and who Ace was going to be, she even stops calling herself Ace. She, she starts calling herself by her, her last name, McShane. Um, so there's this whole version, this sort of bad ha badass bounty hunter, not, not quite a bounty hunter, but like <laughs> that kind of super warrior version of Ace that happens in the books that for, for a lot of us was the actual um, canon ongoing story of Ace that's also brilliant if you ever get a chance to read all of those books. And of course they're written by Paul Cornell and Russell T Davis and like there's so much of it is written by the people who became the creative team later on. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, if you can hunt them down. I think it, yeah, I, 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 yeah, at some point I will try and hunt down some of the books. I've heard so many stories about them and yeah, it's amazing that the people that took it upon themselves to keep creating all of this uh, Doctor Who material end up in the new series being the ones who are now who would who are in charge of it all and, and you know what the modern equivalent of that is scott that is podcasters you know <laughs> the next generation of writers and creators are going to be are going to be the people that are making the supporting fan media now i mean depending on which podcast you choose that the show goes in a very different direction <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Doctor it, Who is, you know, the, the, the each new creating community, like the, the yeah, the creatives are, yeah. are, are fans. Are the ones, it's the, yeah. it's the Chris Chibnall went on TV back in the Seventh Doctor to complain about it. And now he is there attempting to disrupt the canon of, um, of the show. Yeah, fairly so, successfully. Fairly successfully. Um, and so, yeah, the people who are now sitting on podcasts criticizing Chris Chibnall um, will soon be the ones then going and making the decisions of themselves. The circle of life. <laughs> circle of life. I do find it very interesting, very briefly touching on the current series, that one of the things Chris Chibnall criticized was a, um, a, a plot that was going to involve, um, had the show continued, Gallifrey being destroyed. And then he did that. Then he did that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure what your uh, could, your spoiler. Um, how, it, how do you feel about spoilers it, on on your if, show? <laughs> if it, I mean the the series has been out for long enough, I know that we have American right. listeners who are still tracking down some um, uh, some of the uh, series twelve because it's not quite as easily available. Um, but we've already pre-warned listeners for enough episodes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. If people haven't seen it by now, then what are they doing? Exactly. They've had all of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Could literally have like swam across. Got found the tapes the from the BBC. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I've then had to like, self-isolate. We're, 
Well, yes, I mean, this is this podcast is nothing if we don't go off track at least three times an episode. Excellent. I'm um, glad to be upholding the tradition. Yes, quite quite brilliantly. Um, yes, um, we will we will we will dive back in um, with with Ace and the whole time of Ace um, in the uh, focusing on the on the TV series. Now I have not as of yet seen every uh, TV episode that Ace has been in, um, but from what I've seen, mo- most of my knowledge comes from uh, Remembrance of the Daleks, Battlefield, and Curse of Fenric. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good Kurt- ones. The, the, I, I very much enjoyed them, very much looking forward to going and filling in the gaps. But I mean, Curse of Fenric is one that really does touch on the whole thing of Ace and how the Doctor's been involved. And it's, I, it's a really interesting story because it's all around like faith and Ace having faith in the Doctor to the point where it's really unsure at the end if Ace still has that faith in the Doctor. And that's really interesting. And again, something we see in the new series where sort of we see friends of the Doctor start to doubt uh, them a little bit. Um, But that had never really happened before. Like, you know, is this worth it? Is this incredible life that I'm living with this amazing traveller worthwhile? Um, That wasn't a question that was asked. I guess maybe Tegan seemed to feel like she tired of the violence and the death and stuff and wanted to leave. But there wasn't a lot of that sort of stuff at all. And it was so interesting to have that, as you say, um, note where you weren't even sure if their relationship had been damaged irreparably. You know, he had done that the stuff to save the world, but was it worth it? Was it worth hurting his best friend that much? Yeah, it's really interesting. That's that's the interesting thing. And another thing which i just thought of thinking back to um remembrance obviously we 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 see davros and the, the there's there's the great davros fake out with the with the little girl in, yeah. the, in the in the dalek shell and then we see davros at the end and i i i mentioned that because we see uh, in the new series davros tells the 10th doctor you turn your companions into weapons um, and Ace is, is kind of one of the first companions that you really see. You know, we have the Ace, give me some of that Nitro 9, I know you're not carrying. And, yeah. and, and this, is, this is kind of one of the first companions that, that I can think of uh, that is, you know, doing the Doctor's dirty work for them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, she... And she does learn to sort of resent that a little bit. And, and, and another of my favourite episodes is Ghostlight, which is a very divisive episode. But it's where the Doctor lands in an in a old spooky house that, that Ace later burns down. Uh, not, not like burns down having before she met the Doctor as a younger person later, uh, later on in the timey-wimey world of Doctor Who. Uh, which I think is pretty cool, right? Like, and he did that for a reason too. He brought her there for a reason. Um, Ghostlight, I think, is one of those episodes. Um, some people just hate it. My wife Laura loathes it because it's so weird, but I love it so much. Uh, and again, it's such a showcase for this crazy, bantering, weird father-daughter best friend relationship that these two have it's uh, it's such a showcase for all of that 
yeah i've 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 heard about quite how uh, divisive it is and it it then gets a it gets a mention in at childhood's end does it um and so in terms of the ace uh, burning down the house and so it's definitely it's probably the next one of like that era it's the next one on my list to go and and watch uh, at, at some point when when in in between watching lots of doctor who for this podcast yes <laughs> to when you've got some time <laughs> when, when i've got some time in between watching other episodes of doctor who i'll go back and watch that episode of doctor who because i'm sure it will be um i'm very interested to see what my opinion is of it once i've then seen it yes i'd be interested to see what you think as well i recently watched it again and i still love it so that's good <laughs> brilliant i mean it's as much as like the seventh doctor era does come across as, as divisive um thinking back to like oh, excuse me obviously it got the show or the show got cancelled after it and a lot of fans that i talk to are not massively fond of it but from what i've seen i've really enjoyed the seventh doctor era and a lot of that is down to the episodes that i've seen with ace because... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ace was such a big part of it. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, that's that's completely okay. Um, and I watched the because I uh, got the uh, season twenty six Blu Ray box set, mm. and there's a wonderful interview on there with um, Sophie Aldred um, about her time in Doctor Who, and hearing it, it it made me realise what pros- probably why like right now I'm connecting so much with Ace because. Sophie was 24 when she started playing <laughs> playing a 16 year old because because that's what that's what TV, that's TV. is yeah. uh, was it was a 24 year old when she started and you know hadn't gone to hadn't gone to drama school had uh, been at a school that was a very high achieving one and it made her really nervous about exams um, and I just like I'm listening to that and going I'm 23 and I went to a secondary school that was pretty high achieving and didn't quite ace my exams um if you'll pardon the pun um I won't pardon and, it, it was <laughs> um, and and then and because of that got very stressful about exams like oh i get it i'm i see a, a resemblance between myself and like sophie aldred at that time therefore it makes it even easier because obviously everyone identifies with different companions um and it's i think that's parts of the reasons why I, I enjoy watching Ace so much. Yeah, it's she, she's really interesting. She's a really interesting character. I think another thing that makes her more like a modern companion is she doesn't leave the same as when she arrives. So she has a character arc that changes her. I mean, even more so, as you say, when it goes over into the books. But even just in the time that we see her, she matures, right? She isn't this static collection of personality points that a writer is just she she changes and grows and i think again a lot of that is down to how good sophie aldred is uh you know by the end of it by survival she um she's an equal she isn't just his mentor anymore uh and i think that's really interesting about her um it just made me think uh actually um i so my mum is a was a she was in the rag trade so she made dresses and stuff and so uh, me and my sister would always win um like fancy dress competitions and stuff because she was so good uh, and she made us uh she made me a sylvester mccoy outfit 
and she made my sister uh, an ace outfit. So she had the bomber jacket and all the badges and everything. So we used to, me and my sister used to like run around as the as the seventh doctor and ace. Um, so you know, talk about identifying. Uh, I <laughs> I dressed up. Yeah, a lot of my kind of home life was that sort of stuff. Um, we just like you know hang out as the doctor and ace. It was amazing. It's as as brilliant. And I I love the fact I, when I found out that a lot of the uh, original badges were Sophie Aldred's. The um, the both the Blue Peter badges are hers. And a lot of the other original badges that were on Ace's jacket were hers. And it just, it, it really helps be like the fact that like she really did embody the character. Um, and even, even little things like I read that um, in Remembrance of the Daleks, there's a moment where she picks up a book on the French Revolution, a la Carol Ann Ford in Unearthly Child. Yeah. Um, and, and apparently she went back and like watched a clip from the episode and tried to mimic Carol Ann Ford's movements exactly it's just, it's just the little things that yeah. that, that make it so much better um, I met right. her. did I tell you that you I haven't Sophie Aldred yeah I, I mean would you like to expand on that at all very quickly I because so my job now is I I teach and perform improv like improvised theater improvised comedy and we did a show uh, a couple of years back called doctor whose line is it anyway which was an improvised improvised episode of doctor yeah. who and um we, so we know dan starkey who plays strax he's also an improviser so he, he's like a really good friend of mine which is really nice so so we had him and we and then and then we had um sophie aldred uh, she just came and played with us. So she just came and uh, just was in our show, which was pretty amazing. That's brilliant. And I have to say for me, like I couldn't have been more starstruck. There was no one for me that would have been a more famous person to, to meet. <laughs> like uh, as far as I'm concerned, meeting Sophie Aldred was like, you know, I guess another person meeting Robert De Niro or something like yeah. she was so central to everything that I loved as a kid. I was so starstruck and she was so nice. I, I don't have a bad word to say about her at all. She would just, she just chatted to me. It's like she knew how important it was for me. And I think a lot of people come to resent that kind of fan fanishness. I think people don't really like it, but she seemed to be like so happy to be there. And she was such a wonderful performer so talented and she just made some amazing improv moves like you know i've been improvising for 10 years i think i'm pretty good at it now she was instantly brilliant at it and uh, yeah so i just wanted to say i met her and i just she's just so cool <laughs> i that's, really really like her. that's pretty i i also met her uh, far more briefly uh, than that i did meet her at a signing back in i want to say probably like 2014 um, listeners can fact check me because I mentioned this on our seventh Doctor episode because it was a signing of Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred. Um, and at that moment, like I was just getting into, we'd like we'd had the 50th anniversary year, um, and so I'd seen I think Battlefield, and that right. was the only like Seventh Doctor era thing that I had seen at that point. Um, and Sylvester McCoy was the first Doctor that I'd ever met, and so I was completely starstruck and the same with Sophie Aldred like even having only seen one seen episode one. <laughs> I already because 
because I was starting to fill my head with everything about Doctor Who, like I or I knew how important these people were, and I knew that like when I look back on on like I look back at the photo now and the autograph, and I go, that's so amazing that I managed to meet them both back yeah. then, and just I I remember being being pretty speechless. I also remember because the the best thing about that is I was. I was probably about 15, 16 when I went with that. So my dad took me and it was things like them assuming that it's my dad that's the one that's there to come. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it, it's me. I, I've not seen a lot, but, but, but you're amazing. Um, and so it, cool. like, it, it was just absolutely like, she was so nice, even in, like only speaking to her for about a minute. Um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, all right, we are almost at the end of the interview. So, Chris, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Um, I think we've said everything that I wanted to say, really, when I was thinking about it beforehand. Just to say that, you know, if people have only watched the new show, if people are kind of scared of the classic era, or if they've been put off by, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the show did stop running during this period of time, uh, I just want to say it is no reflection on the quality of the episodes. Really, I think if you talk to a lot of fans, they will say like the stories and the performance, even the special effects actually and the money thrown at it or the way they used it was really great in those last few. They were really turning it around um, and then but then, you know, it was cancelled. But uh, I would really encourage people to come back and watch it. And if you do, start with Remembrance of the Daleks because it's such a cracking story. Um, beautifully written, brilliantly performed. Brilliant. I mean, I completely agree with, with that last sentiment. Remembrance, it, I've seen it, I think, three times now um, since, the, like, since the first. And I absolutely love it. It's a brilliant, you know, you've, what more do you want? You've got Seventh Doctor... You've got Ace, you're going back to Coal Hill, 1963. You've got Daleks, Davros, the special weapons Dalek. The special weapons Dalek. Which is and, brilliant. <laughs> and if you haven't read the Target novelization of Remembrance of the Daleks, it's great. Because there's a whole chapter, if I remember rightly, that is from the point of view of the special weapons Dalek. And the special weapons Dalek has been driven mad because every time it fires its weapon, radiation goes, hit, goes back and hits its brain. And so it's just completely insane, trundling around in this giant super tank essentially it's a really good novelization if you haven't read it well now as soon as this interview finishes i think i'm gonna to have to go and track down a copy of that <laughs> novelization uh that's amazing i mean the like for me the only other thing i have to say is that a ace was someone who originally so i came into the show uh through the sarah jane adventures originally um wow, and then cool. into the and then into the new series it's um and so the first ever mention of Ace that I was ever aware of is there's a moment at the end of the Sarah Jane Adventures episode, Death of the Doctor, where mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Jane is talking about um, other companions of the Doctor that are out there. And it's this line that Russell T. Davis wrote just, you know, out of the blue. Oh, there's this woman, Dorothy something, that runs this charity, a charitable earth. And that, and that one line turned into, in, in like now in, at Childhood's End, she is still that woman running a charitable earth. And RTD continues with the canon when he wrote um, the Goodbye Sarah Jane. Yeah. The, the, the um, brilliant, brilliant yeah. Um, episode. 
and it ends with with Ace leaving with uh, K9. Yeah, uh, which I think is just a it's a it's a perfect combination. Just that that's now the you know spin off series that I want to go and see. I want to go and see K9 uh, and Company <laughs> Two. K9 Company Two. Um, <laughs> that would be brilliant. Um, all right, and that pretty much wraps up our uh, this segment this interview chris thank you so much again for being on here before you go is there anything you would like to plug i guess i'll just say uh, if people haven't heard the oodcast before um i'm really proud of it um we we don't do regular episodes we only do episodes when the show's on so um but there's but we started doing it at well, where was it? It must have been like the 11th hour was the first one we did. So there's an episode of the Udcast for every episode of Doctor Who since then. Um, we write sketches about uh, about background characters or things that don't quite make sense, which is a lot of it because, you know, that's Doctor Who. Um, and my, my wife sings parody songs. Um, and we have this thing that, you know, because we love the show, we are not going to... Uh, say bad things about it. We're going to show you the stuff that we love about it. We're not pretending that there aren't things about Doctor Who that are annoying or silly or don't make or don't make sense, as I said earlier. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because our love for the show either overrides all of that stuff, and it's just so amazing that this show exists, that it's still going, and and every one of us on that podcast, it's changed our life. It's so important to us. Um, so yeah. So if you want a show that isn't really that critical, but celebrates um, this incredible TV series that we all love, um, check it out. It's, it's all on the internet for free. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's, I mean, I will just say I've been a fan of it for don't know how many years now, but yeah, if you want a really fun listen, go and and check it out all over the internet. It's it, it, as I said in the intro to this segment, it's one of the podcasts that inspired me personally to start this. So it's it's been such a thrill to have you, Chris. Thank you so much for being on this. Thank you. All right. And I will now throw back to past Scott to uh, finish up the episode. So past Scott, over to you. And yes, it's me, past Scott, back again. Did you enjoy that interview, listeners? I hope so, because we haven't recorded it yet. I haven't heard it yet. No, no one's heard it yet, apart from the people that are on it. Okay, so now, just before we go, time for some final thoughts from Lou. So, Lou, what are your final thoughts on Remembrance of the Daleks, Ace, etc., etc.? Right, I'm going to speed through this because also I need my antibiotics soon. <laughs> um, so, Ace in Remembrance of the Daleks is probably one of my favourite Dalek episodes from Classic Who, and if you really want to watch some Classic Who for Daleks, that's your episode. Wink, wink. Ace is amazing. The Doctor's pretty cool. Um, right, that's yeah. Positive vibes about that episode. Uh, ten out of ten from my end. Um, don't fall in love with a guy you just met. Um, that's my advice from that episode. Thank you, Elsa. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta let it go sometimes. Um, Ace in general. I really love Ace from what I've seen. I haven't seen everything, and I also still need to read At Childhood's End, which Scott has probably most likely 99.99999% spoke about already. So, future Scott, thank you for mentioning it. And if you haven't mentioned it, I sound like a complete muppet right now. 
I, I, I'm sure future Scott did mention it. Okay, good, good future Scott. Um, but if you do want to get into Ace, um, definitely read out Childhood's End because she's with 13 and I think that's definitely uh, worth it because 13 and yes and Ace. <coughs> um, I'm trying not to die out. Um, from, but yeah, from what I've seen, like Ace is probably one of the most incredible companions in the classic series we have. And is such like a strong female companion, which a lot of the time in classic we didn't really get. Because, you know, of the time frame it was made. It was more like the ladies relied on the doctor. But Ace is such a strong, single-handed, single-minded. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> it's just a strong young... Ace is brilliant. I'm going to just do a quote from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the one Scott hates. She's just a driven young woman. I don't know where she gets it. <laughs> just to clarify that statement, that's because I prefer the... Um... The, the the original one rather than the Johnny Depp remake. What, you don't, um, carry you don't on. Watch a rat catcher. Oh, okay. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap up my final thoughts for this week. Um, my head's pretty empty at the moment. Everyone. <clears throat> Brilliant, and I'm sure I uh, future mm-hmm. Scott gave his final thoughts in the interview. Hopefully, otherwise you will never know my final thoughts. No, I'll make you uh, record some after, and I'll clip them in. Okay, then um, either way, you heard my final thoughts at some point, listeners, and I hope you enjoyed said final thoughts. Well, that is all we have time for this week. We are back next week to talk about another... um, In fact, no, sorry, we're not back next week to talk about another companion. We are back next week with a very special episode. Can I do it? Um, Next week is our mental health and who episode so we'll be talking about our personal mental health um a bit about us so you get to know it's a bit more but we're not going to be all sad and downy most of the time at least i hope we're not we're also going to be talking about mental health in doctor who and we have a very 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 i'm trying to think of a word here We've got another guest. Awesome guest, actually, who uh, broke (laughs) recordings many, many times. That's her legacy on this podcast, everyone. I'm leaving it out there. And if she listens to this episode. I mean, hey, this is just what happens whenever we record with a guest. Yeah. Every time we've recorded with a guest that's actually not friends, something bad always happens. (laughs) I don't eat this week. They're on the (gasps) back. So please um, check back next week for that episode. We are really proud of it even though it's not all recorded I'm, yet but the bit that is recorded i'm we're very really proud of. proud of it because it was my first time ever actually hosting without hosting because wibbly wobbly yes. timey wimey so i really 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 hope you guys tune in next week to listen to it and give some positive vibes and we're going to be including a bunch of important links and stuff and if you ever want to shout like come for a chat like we've said previously we're always open for a chat because on the subway network this is of an open frequency that you are able to come and join whenever (coughs) was that too cringe i don't know no that's completely all right so thank you for joining us and until next week this is the subway network signing off goodbye goodbye thanks for listening enjoying the podcast consider giving us a review on apple Podcasts or tell your friends about us want to find out more well, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash subwave network, follow us on Twitter at subwave underscore podcast, or on Instagram at subwave network. I aimed for the eyepiece. <laughs>